Welcome to The Starting Point, Careers at SAP, a podcast where we talk to talented people at SAP about their experiences and insights into the working world. Welcome, everyone, for one more episode of our lovely podcast. I'm Norman Jr. and going to be your host, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Catherine Philly. Please introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Starting Point Careers at SAP. I am super excited for our guest today. Um, I've met him before. Really, really exciting person to talk to. So this is going to be an awesome one. Uh, but first, I want to reintroduce our other co-host, Amanda. Hi, everyone. As usual, I'm really excited to be here once again. Uh, unfortunately, Ice will not be joining us today, but she did send her regards and sending it back to Norman to introduce our guest today. I, I'm with a better idea, like Catherine knows properly our guest today, so I, I would like to her introduce the yes. guest. <laughs> oh, wow. Norman, this is special. Passing oh, it over to me. <laughs> All right, so our guest today has a really, really fascinating background. He's been all over the place. Um, I know right now he's doing stuff with success stories, which is a huge thing at SAP. Even his whole story of before SAP and getting here is also interesting. So passing it over to Dimitri. Welcome. Catherine, thank you. Thank you, team. Uh, so my name is Dmitry Melnik. I'm global vice president in the S4HANA global team, go-to-market team, and uh, have been with SAP for 14 years and very glad to be part of this uh, discussion today. Hope it will help some of you. Probably you have a lot of stories to share with us. So I would like to start before the SAP, like who is Dmitry, what he likes, and like what is his career path until now? Please, uh, a quick brief for us. So I was um, born and raised in Moldova which is a small, at that time, small province of the Russian Empire, now an independent country. Um, and to people less familiar with geography or, or, or other things, I just say, I'm basically from the place where Dracula is from, you know, that neck of the world. <laughs> that doesn't no, work no. most of the time. Um, yeah, like, like many young men at that time, I, I, I worked after school, then I served in the Navy, uh, went through the first Gulf War, and then... Uh, ended up studying in uh, Moscow in a diplomatic school. So I did become a diplomat. I worked in, a, in the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and uh, ultimately switching to a law firm where I met my wife. So that was very important. <laughs> that of career step. <laughs> <laughs> Great career decision right there. And in addition to my uh, studies in, in Moscow, um, studying the law, I continued them in the United States. I started law here, started business here. And basically that led very naturally to, to a work in a U.S.-based company prior to SAP and then ultimately also software company. So it naturally led to the choice of SAP as the company to spend a few years at. A few years turned into more few years and now it's 14 um, literally starting in a couple of days, my 15th year. So very, very happy. Congratulations <laughs> on that. That's is, awesome. We have a lot of questions based on this quick brief. I would like to understand first how it was in the Navy. Like, how do you feel about it? Because like, I know just some the basic stuff, but like, I never get so much deep into it. So I would like to see like the experience for someone that was already there. It's like any experience, like experience at SAP, right, Catherine, in sales. There are ups and downs. Um, but let me put it this way, uh, Norman. There are days when I regret not staying in the military 
and Navy specifically. There are days when I think, what would I be now had I at that time decided not to uh, go on, but stay in. So in general, I think you have a very strong sense of purpose. You have very strong, high performing teams and high performing is very strictly enforced, as you can imagine. Um, <laughs> and you have a sense of belonging to a, to a very, very tight group, whether military in general or Navy or your ship or your, your, your unit. So there are a lot of good things. But of course, there are a lot of things that you 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 have to sacrifice to stay in the military. My brother sure. is, is in the military now, and I know the sacrifice he's making. Uh, besides facing the death, you know, on on every working day, literally. Yeah. So there are there are pros and cons. I loved it. I loved it, and I think that it was good for me. For sure, like it, it's so notable because, like, I, I guess with you developed there, like abilities that you carry on, like for for all your life aspects like to belong as when you say like strong sense of purpose like how to deal with teams and like the the resilience that you built there like probably will help in the sales world because like as Catherine I'm in the sales too so like I understand this ups and downs that we need to face daily days but like this is amazing like Norman hit it right on the head there is how much we like to talk about transferable skills a lot um and the military obviously is like you said, high performing, very intense situation to be in, but uh, you have brought so much of that, you know, resiliency and uh, determination, sense of purpose. How do you bring that into your role today at SAP? It's hard to map it directly, right? Yes, um, because first of all, it was so many years ago, but I think Norman, you said it correctly. It's the attitudes that you developed, some discipline, right? Some resilience to, I need to do something that I don't want to do right now, but I have to do that, right? Yeah. Uh, like right now, for example, I'm working on a big business case for the one of the world's largest beer companies. And one of the aspects of that work, I have now to go through 10 annual reports of its competitors and decipher one particular information to make a comparison, then to map as Fohana to it. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be sitting and looking through <laughs> right now, at least, but I, that I have to. And that is part of the attitudes that, uh, you know, in sales, we have very well developed. That for me, you know, comes all the way back from the military. So you, you have been on SAP for almost 15 years. Um, could you talk a little bit about your career inside SAP? When, where did you start? What you used to do? So I came in 2006, 2007. Um, I started in North American uh, sales operations, mostly at that time focused on post-merge integration. We had newly acquired business objects at that time. And plus, of, at that time, we experimented with offshoring certain uh, business sales operation functions, for example, building demos, sales engineering, you know, that type of stuff. Then I held multiple positions and multiple roles in fast growth markets. We had those. It's basically BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, OEM, hack, channels, pricing, and ultimately culminating for the last six or seven years in uh, NS Fohana, where I've been since its inception and launch. So multiple roles, multiple regions, uh, regional role, global role, uh, by nature, some of them were more into uh, planning and, and analyzing. Some of them right now, I'm much more customer focused and probably 90 plus percent of my job is basically convince customers to go with us for HANA. A very good diverse uh, path with an SAP in the last 14 years. I love to see like uh, 
in inside the lines of everything that you're saying because like you can see clearly the the skills that you that we bring before and like i i have a question more focusing on like their career talents based on everything that you know and everything that you're currently doing like what tips or advice you can give for everyone that that is starting the career or thinking to develop a long-term career like yours you know like things that you consider that is important and things that we need to pay attention early there are obviously a lot of pieces of advice and some of them are yeah. more, you know <laughs> Pick your three favorites. related to a person to a situation <laughs> but in general if i were to summarize some of them i would say number one um, from time to time or regularly reassess or remind yourself of what is important to you or, or better said what is the ranking of the things that you care about it will help you with strategic decisions do I take another job within SAP or outside? It will help you with tactical things, everyday life, how you prioritize. For example, what do you care more, work-life balance or career recognition and promotion? By the way, it's okay that those things may, may your answer may differ based on, on the time um, and, and situation, right? Do you care about travel, customer achievements? And, and why I'm saying that, you sometimes have to balance and Therefore, having your hierarchy of what you value, hierarchy of your values, uh, helps do that balancing. So that will be advice number one. That's what That's I amazing. took away in my uh, whole career, not only SAP. Number two, and that is probably especially important in sales, especially important in customer-facing situations, take genuine interest in, in your colleagues and customers. Let me emphasize customers. We have an amazing diversity of industry sizes, geographies, business models. How well do you know what goes in your customer boardroom? Can you articulate that? What is your customer competition doing? Who are they? And how are they trying to outsmart your customer? Even even simple thing like that. Can you sell the shares of your customer to your grandma? What would you emphasize there, right? Hopefully not only that, you know, they're <laughs> about to run SAP or whatever solution. Um, and, and I think that genuine interest really helps throughout the career in customers, in colleagues, in products, in anything. I firmly believe that the advice number three should be have interests and hobbies outside work. Um, I know some people probably and, and more senior people, CEOs, typically they merge their life with their work and there is nothing wrong with that. That's why they are who they are and that's why we admire working with them in the companies. But I think for, for, for a lot of people, it's true that if you do have hobbies and interests outside work, these help to focus your mind, manage your micro cycles throughout the year where you focus on competition uh, or, or concerts, if you play music or whatever. And, and they, these hobbies and, and interests, they provide, let's call it change of subject, which is very healthy for the mind. You're working on those annual reports, trying to figure out what to say to that customer and how to convince them that Asfohana is the right solution or whatever solution or whatever you're doing. And then in the evening, you, you face a very different mental and physical challenge, right? And that's very healthy. So I think having interests and hobbies is, is, is number three on my list. It's just going to point it out that I guess that this is not the first episode that we talk about how important it is to yeah. know the job that you're doing and care about your career, but also don't forget about your life. You know, you you, you yeah. are someone outside your, your work, outside your career. So we do have to maintain our hobbies and stuff, even though we can 
prioritize career. Yeah, and Demetria, I would love for you to talk to is one of your hobbies and interests outside of your SAP role, is you are actually a registered nurse also. I Can am. you talk about how that has been, especially <laughs> oh. right now? So first of all, what, what brought me there is, is, a, is a family sort of situation and, and maybe, my, maybe my PTSD and midlife crisis, but I'm very okay. glad that I did that <laughs> and that I continue doing that because it, among other things, it provides that change of subject. Right. So this Sunday whole morning, I was working on that business case till two o'clock. And then at three o'clock, I was already in the hospital doing completely different things. And it's healthy. Right. But also it keeps reminding me that while it's relatively easy to be carried away by career and, and, and financial success that we create for the customers and, and share. Right. Um, promotions and all of that. You need to keep your your very strong foot on on the ground on earth right and and never forget what matters you know sometimes people say oh you're a nurse you're saving people's lives unfortunately i'm probably the other type of nurse i'm more helping people to die with dignity and when they are on the deathbed especially with the covid you know you have to pronounce a lot of people dead you see what really is valuable and that keeps again reminding me what is valuable and how my work is so cool and good because it helps me pursue my interests and my values in life you see what i'm saying i know it's a very weird twist but that other work as a nurse or any volunteering activity that you know a lot of SAPers are doing i think is a very good reminder of what we value and how much SAP is, 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 is a good part of our life. This guy is so cool, damn. <laughs> I yeah. feel motivated. <laughs> but as, long as, you, as long as you draw right conclusions, right? You don't need to draw wrong conclusions. Uh, you know what? Okay. Only value. <laughs> so. <laughs> so amazing. You know, knowing that you started off in the military and how that affected your career and Semper Fi, by the way, <laughs> I couldn't go without saying that. Um, and then knowing that, you know, you've had one heck of a career in tech, you still find time to volunteer as a registered nurse. I mean, you've accomplished a lot. And I know these early talents have goals to accomplish things in life, too. And when they get to meet people who have actually done things and had lives with so many um, different twists and turns and just fulfillment, I think it's really exciting for all of us. But to know that we could also potentially have a life like that, I think it says something because we don't always get to meet people who lived lives that they're excited about or feel that they accomplished something or other aspects of that. So I would say that it's actually a really big compliment when they get speechless around our guests because it says a lot about yeah. who you are. It's like Serena said, like it's you you reach at a, a point in life that like most of us are aiming on it and like in are in, in kind of the early steps on this journey, you know, like for example, when you say that you're a registered nurse, I have a really interest to like go and help people in kind of volunteer service, not necessarily as a uh, I'm a registered nurse, but like in the ways that I can. So like when I see someone that is doing this and balancing this with a life that is involved sales and being in the front of the customer, that is something that I currently doing too. It's like then like he achieved everything that I'm trying to build right now. So like this is so damn cool. So Dimitri is actually one of the very first people I met at SAP, and you gave me probably one of the coolest presentations ever, where you're talking about how you go about the sales process of selling S4HANA and using different customer success stories. And something you said earlier that stuck out to me is everyone's focusing on the bricks. 
you know, one success story, it's a brick. One thing here, one uh, benefit, it's just a brick. Uh, but you need to give the customer or give the client, give the colleague, give whoever the full building. You need this whole picture. So you talk a little bit to how you go about seeing and finding that whole picture, because I think you've already talked about even in your life, you know, your advice, what's well, important, finding that first. How do you, what steps do you take to try and see that bigger picture? There are multiple ways, I must say, and and the more you do that, the more you intuitively feel which way may work better. But I I always force myself to start with the annual report of the company, if they are publicly traded and, and publish their 10K in US or whatever the name of the annual report, because going through that gives you a very good information about what is going on with their business, who their competitors are, what are the trends affecting them, micro, micro, and so on and so forth, right? Um, so that would be one way to do it, to build your story to the customer, and then you bring your bricks into the mix so that you build a very good solid building. Another another situation is where you probably already know the market and you've already done a lot of um, customer stories with SAP customers, so you know what what you can tell the the other the other target customer of yours, whoever that industry is uh, or location. So. Um, in other words, with experience comes ability to tell multiple stories, multiple ways. But I agree with you that either way, you really bring credibility to the picture if you're able to say, well, here's your competitor. This is what they did with, with our solution. This is how they did it. This is why they did it. And these are the benefits that they reap now, quantitative, qualitative, and all that. So it is very important, I think, among other things, to really know whatever your solution is, whatever your positioning and selling, what are the success stories within that realm? That is the starting point always, in my opinion. And I suspect that sometimes we're not utilizing it enough, unfortunately. We can do much better. I'm actually the only one here that doesn't work with sales, so I am learning a lot. <laughs> well, Amanda, for, for people like you, we summarized our experiences because no experience is righter than the other, but you can always share the the things that you learn. And we build uh, what we call a triangle of customer success. And by triangle, I mean that each point of that triangle represents something. But do you think your competitor is doing something different? They're probably bringing the same set of slides. So how it makes you more relevant, but rather tell them a story that they will remember. You know what? SAP really told me something that I didn't know before. Well, all others came and told me how big they are, how important. That's why I work with them. SAP came and told me something that I really remember now. So be impactful. Therefore, emotional approach, rational, factual, and relevant, impactful. So those are the four elements of uh, what I intuitively call triangle of customer success. If it helps you, steal with pride. Like you can bring that all the way down to a micro personal level and yes. I love the quote it's like people will forget what you said and what you did but they'll always remember how you made them feel and I think that's absolutely like when it comes to you know, selling to a customer or if it's just who you're talking to in your colleagues your teammates uh someone you run into at the grocery store. Uh, so it's definitely something that you can bring all the way down to how you just behave and interact with people in daily life. What is the, the sales or, or the customer at the moment that impacted you? Like, do you have any stories to share? Well, the most recent one that I really like, and, and obviously I'll, I'll share the link for that, is a company called BioCAD, a pharmaceutical company that, among others, produces a vaccine. 
and and of course you can imagine how dear it is to to me because I'm vaccinated. I have to work with patients who either are or not, and in different states of uh, of their health, and so. Just seeing, and I'm just talking about that one company, but SAP works with many companies that produce vaccines now. And yep. the myriad of topics they had to sort out is just, it really makes your head spin, right? Because all of a sudden they, they had a shortage of workers on their plants themselves, right? They had a very strict requirements to, to have social distancing, meaning physical distancing in their plants and production, all of that. Yet a very strong demand for gigantic tenfold sometimes increase in the production of the stuff, right? And delivery of that, so some of that stuff, you know, had to be frozen to minus 18 centigrade and delivered to the hospital for administration of the vaccine. So the the things that they had to solve, this company, for example, I was speaking with them, was preparing them for Sapphire. We contributed some of their speaking notes to, to Hasso's keynote. And it was amazing to see the transformation they went through with the help of SAP solutions and how that COVID constraints that were laid on them, right, with the gigantic expectations they will deliver those vaccines, help them, you know, bridge that gap. I have constraints, but I have to deliver. And 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 that to me keeps reminding that in a crisis like we we went through and still are going through, right? If we pull together. And SAP is one of the good examples. We can really deliver fantastic results for ourselves and for our customers. So stories like BioCAD definitely move me on a, on a personal and professional level. Yeah, because you can tangible see the impact of like, I not just say, say selling a technology or whatever, like I'm, I'm really doing something that will really go out there and I will like, leave this change it because like being a, a nurse as we we commented before like you're you're there in the daily basis like you know the real impact of that like wow no, norman that goes back to what we discussed genuine interest in your customers now that that i see a lot of our nice you know world runs on sap and then we spell it out and you show i can really relate okay i'm now eating something where this company has built the the, the food scent for that right or i'm i i got that from the company that is a distributor and runs on SAP. So that genuine interest really relates to a lot of things around me and it helps me with, okay, I work in a company, I'm so proud, the company that helps those guys to do what I consume on a daily basis. I can feel the energy that you start to be like so excited it's about to, to share this kind of information because like you're living this like it's the same you know, feeling. That excitement in, the, in the right way yeah <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> yeah of course so again reflecting on my path at SAP I worked in obviously US multiple places I worked in Russia Dubai Saudi Arabia Singapore Tokyo Latin America Mexico Peru Chile, Argentina, um, in, in China, in Asia, Tokyo, <laughs> right? So just think about how many cool people you meet throughout that work, right? Whether you work on a pure financial type thing, you know, building a, a, a growth plan for the country or working on a customer, maybe even collection from the customer. Um, right now, I just finished drafting a document for an Australian customer working, as I said, on the largest beer company in parallel, supporting a couple of chemical companies, pharmaceutical company, a retailer. So what I'm trying to say is that in addition to results, 
guys think of how many cool things you really expose yourself to working at SAP in in such a diverse global environment. Um, If you work in a region, you still can be exposed to a lot of global things. So, and that is one of the aspects that I think SAP offers that are unrivaled by many other companies and realize it early. I don't know if this is a global stuff in SAP, but when I was uh, in, in my internship, we used to talk a lot about finding our purpose inside SAP and having this this knowledge that our job is not as simple as that. You know, we do connect with a wide thing in our daily tasks. This really does help us to find the the purpose that we are looking for in our in our work and i think that's amazing and that's one of the reasons why i personally personally really like to to work at sap agreed like this agreed. this is so amazing like when you see when when we talk about like global culture like once again we can feel this in the podcast and probably the listener who, who is with yeah. us can too because like just here in this room like you can see you from russia you can see catherine from usa you can see me and amanda from brazil and i started is unfortunately isn't with you with us today like she's from she's based on hong kong so like we we just getting a a little bit in touch with like this is a lot of different cultures and like yeah and as you said before norman um it's not just that we're selling technology or in my case that i'm helping our customers to (laughs) to fix their (laughs) their systems i guess that if we leave our job like just to selling technology then we're kind of not doing it right you know because there's so much more into that so let's let's say it as a rule number one if you are happy at sap you're more productive because and you're happier because you have a purpose and i envision at least in, in, in my many years at SAP and before that, there are times when a particular person can say, for whatever reasons, well, right now I cannot find a purpose. My work is a little bit meaningless. I need to do it. But it's like keeping the lights on. Or I'm, I'm too swamped with work. It's hard to find. You know, there are my, my, many, many reasons why you may not be happy right now. Situation will change. And that's where rule number two, I say, right, if rule number one does not always uphold you, then go to rule number two, have a very strong network of hobbies and interests and social connections outside work. So you can lean on something in the periods when it's tough and you cannot figure it out at work. And trust me, chances are, if you do it like that, your mind will very soon be again enjoying the work itself, not because it pays bills. You see what I'm saying? So rule number one, be happy because SAP is great. Rule number two, if rule number one lets you down, rely on your hobbies and interests to go back to rule number one. Demetri, I'm curious. So one of the things that you're saying that resonates for me as well as internally in SAP, (laughs) because one of the things that I love about SAP is that we, um, especially in North America, and I know other countries because it's a global effort, is doing like month of service and volunteering. So even though there are lots of things that I do push myself to make sure that I have outside of work, I also value immensely the fact that SAP has things inside of the company that also helps create bigger purpose so that if I'm having those times where you know I'm not feeling fulfilled from my job at the moment, that there's other things that I could do, whether it be networking or giving back to communities or 
you know, doing podcasts that someone may listen to and learn something from and have that impact on. I love that. And I don't think I've worked for many companies before than (laughs) compared to SAP that do it as well to know that I could also find additional things to be proud of other than just my job. That to me is also super unique to SAP in my experience. And I love that. This is so amazing, guys. But like, I would say, Norman, the, the question I would be asking if I'm listening to the show, okay, it was nice, it was great, all nice advice, which, you know, we intuitively feel, what do I do? And my answer is, if you're asking that question, don't hesitate, reach out to any of you and any of me, really reach out. That's one of the big things at SAP, we're, we're such a friendly bunch of people that you can really reach out across the ocean and people will speak with you just because you have dot s at sap.com after your email they will and so you can really build your network and solve some of your problems very easy way don't hesitate for a second reach out dimitri thank you so much for the bottom of my heart and for the bottom of heart of everyone that is in this talk because like we learn a lot of things not necessarily just about sales but in life in general so like i appreciate so much your time and like the dedication that you have not just in the company but like that you bring to the show and to bring everything that you do for the people who is listening thank you so much for being here with us once again it's such a pleasure to can host this show and be with these amazing people not just the co-host but the guests and all the production that is behind the scenes. Don't forget to share, like, and please follow our accounts and see you in the next episode. Goodbye.